Welcome back to the Salary Life Podcast. This is your co-host, Vance, and I'm joined by my co-host, Siu. Hi. As usual, before we start, just a disclaimer that this is not by any means professional advice. Both of us are just giving our two cents worth and hopefully it's something you want to listen to and help you out in your salary life. So last week, we talked about path choosing and discussed both job seeking and furthering studies. This week, we want to touch on nine aspects of job interviews and our thoughts. So without further ado, maybe Sue can start off with our first point on mindset. Um, usually, uh, when you're applying for your first job, uh, a lot of, it can be a very, very daunting process, right? A lot of people, they think, that, oh, I have no experience, you know, and like immediately jumping to the sea without any float, you know, it seems to be a very scary thing. So I think that one, first thing first, uh, you have to really embrace the fact that, that you know, you have, you have to go through the mental stage so that you, you, you can actually look for a job, you see. There are a number of people that I have interviewed before uh, who, are, who are suffering from very, very bad anxiety and all. So to me, I think that uh, this, uh, the mindset is really important in the sense that when you're looking for a job and whatnot, when you're looking for a job also, like, uh, you, you, you should also take into consideration that, hey, is this really the job you want? Like, even if uh, this is not the job you want, maybe it's a job that you can learn from, that you can grow from, you see. So uh, not every job is the same. And sometimes, like, the packaging of the job, uh, this is very, very well done by the employees, by the way. Uh, sometimes the, the jobs are packaged in a, in a way that it looks really, really great from the outside, you see. But not entirely true in the moment when you start work. So uh, you have to really, really understand as to like how much growth is there uh, in, results to, uh, in regards to the, the job that you're applying for versus you know, whatever, whatever thing, other things that you want. To be frank also, and another mindset that you really think, uh, think the consideration is that, um, well, let's be honest here, Vance, uh, that uh, dream jobs, uh, it's hard to come by, to be honest. Yeah, yeah it's really hard to come by. Like, um, you, you're, you're more than likely to not be able to uh, find your dream job, you know, just on the go, like, you know, by, uh, by your first try, you see. A lot of time, a lot of time, like you discover your dream job on the go, you see, and like uh, because uh, how we perceive uh, our dream jobs, to, uh, our dream jobs, right? It's like we 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 were still in we were still in university, right? So we we don't have the full grasp of how a job, you know, how our so-called dream jobs are, are really uh, it really is, you know, what are the responsibilities, what are the stress, even the working hours to a certain extent, right? Even the pay as well. So the thing is that like a lot of things. Uh, a lot, a lot of people discover their dream jobs as, uh, as they uh, progress. Um, yeah, and to that, uh, uh, so once you get your mindset and everything right, I, I believe that a mindset should come first, uh, before you even start write, writing a resume. It's because, like you know, um, how you, uh, if you have the wrong mindset, even like how you write your uh, resume and everything, you will be affected. You see, you'll be affected. So, uh, yeah, but I've, I've read a lot of resumes and everything. But uh, perhaps, uh, Vance, uh, you can uh, share a bit on, like, you know, uh, writing uh, resumes. Uh, actually, I, I just want to add something about mindset. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not sure whether you've actually watched this video or read this book by Carol Dweck. It's actually, she's actually a psychologist in America. So, she wrote she's... this book. It's called Mindset. Mm-hmm. We'll link it in the show notes. Uh, it's it, she talks about the growth mindset versus the fixed mindset. So the growth mm-hmm. mindset, right, mm-hmm. is basically looking at how your qualities and your abilities, right, are actually not fixed. 
you can grow out of not being capable. So for example, abilities are not fixed. You can you can actually change, you can actually grow. So doesn't mean that you you, you did you did badly in school, doesn't mean that uh you'll do badly yeah, yeah, in yeah. life later on. Yeah. So I think as long as you have this growth mindset, right, you will see that oh even though you are in you're not in exactly a very high paying job right now or you're not exactly in the best job, uh you're not exactly have a head start you don't exactly have a head start because compared to your other peers, right? That doesn't mean that you can't uh grow out of that. Yeah, but that's the thing, right? A lot of people, I think they have the mindset of like, oh, like my results are bad, you know, I'm doomed, that kind of thing. Mm. But like, uh, there's so much to, you know, uh, life that like, you know, not everything's determined by your grades, to be honest. Yeah, yeah not All everything's right. determined by your grades. Like, uh, I've been through quite a number of interviews whereby like, you know, I look at, you know, their results, I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. I would say that like, you know, I would just uh, skip it by and realize that, hey, like, you know, you have like, you drop five subjects. Why? You know, I will ask those kind of questions. But if your results are like, you know, not, not the best, I will still ask you. I will still ask you. But like, that doesn't mean that I'll immediately dismiss you and think that, oh, like, you know, results is everything. <laughs> yeah, which brings us to point number two on resume. So I think this is probably something that is going to be very useful for all the fresh graduates because how long should your resume be? Should you even look for templates online? Or what are actually important to include in your resume? Personally, I feel that your resume, it can range anywhere from one page even or like even three, four pages, five pages, as long as it needs to be. But of course, we're talking about fresh graduates, right? So fresh graduates don't exactly have that much to put on the resume. So even yeah, if exactly. you 10-page resume, I don't think that's... Yeah, usually, usually when like people like uh, the thing is that uh, uh, when you apply for a job, you kind of have to like put your shoes, uh, put yourself in the employer's shoes to see. Like um, when we look through like the uh, resumes and everything, there's like hundreds, two hundreds, three hundreds of like you know resumes to look through. You see, and if yours is like you know like five to ten pages, um, chances are the employer is not gonna gonna read. Because the thing is, they're just, they're just too long. They're not going to like proceed because you know, it's just too long. So I think that, uh, as you said, one to three pages uh, will be de- will definitely be ideal. I think fresh graduate, uh, one page, one to two page, maybe. Three pages, mm. uh, I-, I guess, if you already have a lot of curriculum uh, activities or like, you know, you volunteer for a lot, then maybe. Uh, I think one to two is really, really good. I think if you have part-time jobs, if you have internships before, yeah, if yeah. you have... Uh, you have won some competition that is relevant to the job that you're applying, then maybe it makes sense to be a bit longer. But if not, I think one page should be more than enough, right? Because yeah, you yeah. have like, what, your education background, you know, your key personal details, then maybe some extracurricular activities. Yeah. That's the thing, because like, as employers, like, we, are, we know that you, know, you guys are all fresh graduates. We know all these... Uh, Resumes that we receive are mostly from fresh graduates. Let's say, let's say, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, there's just really no point for us to go through so much of like you know the detail, uh, as in like you know if you ha- you write a whole story about like yourself, uh, we're more than likely to not read it. So three pages, uh, three pages is okay, I guess. Uh, but like anything, uh, any anything above like three is it's stretching it already. I think that the odds are very very low. And I think maybe just a simple template that you can find online is good enough as yeah, long as yeah. it's presentable, right? Yes, yeah. yes. I, I think that uh, templates only uh only special to uh, design students, whereby mm. like um for design students, they you probably want to design their uh 
their resume uh, to look a little bit more appealing, like yeah. you know, with colors and design. Uh, but whereas for other industries, I think that even like you know, if you can just look for a template that uh, whereby you can just copy paste into uh, Microsoft Word, uh, I think that alone should suffice. But like for designs, maybe you know, it has to be a little bit more sophisticated. Yeah, and I I see a point that you mentioned about professional emails or. Maybe you can share. Oh, that. so <laughs> so I I I've I've uh, read through quite a number of uh resumes already, and like I I got this I got this lady who uh, to come by. I got my HR guy to uh, call these people for an interview. So when I interviewed them, and then like you know uh she was she was she was perfect. She was very very good good and all. And then I go like oh okay uh if anything uh we will uh, email you. Uh, our decision, you see, as in like our off letter and everything. Then I look at I look I look through the res- resume again, and I go like, okay, so I'll email you to I'll email you by, you know, uh, emailing to. Then I look at this email, I go like, and I read it, and, and mind you, I read it out loud, like cute princess ninety nine at gmail dot com, and I was like, hmm, and 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 like she knew that she knew that I was trying not to laugh, but like, I think that it's not too hard to like just create. An email that doesn't look the create an email that is a little bit more professional. Like uh, for example, like for Vans, you know, uh, I think that your email is pretty good. I think even mine, just like just your Gmail that comes good. Yeah. Um, maybe not something like cute princess ninety nine Gmail. I've even seen some like dark sniper at hotmail dot com or something like that. And I think that uh, this is just really not the way to to do it, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's it's definitely not a deal breaker, but it's kind of like an impression. I mean, imagine yeah. if the, the the hiring manager is actually looking at the resume for the first time. Yeah. And you see, eh, uh, the email address is a bit weird. Yes, it's, it's a bit First's weird. Not a, not a yeah. deal breaker. Yeah. yeah. So, do you want to share anything about cover letter? Mm, I think that uh, mostly why uh, fresh, especially fresh graduates need to have a cover letters because like you don't have much experience to boot. You see, you don't have much experience to boot. So the only time where I get to know more about you, you know, is through your cover letter. So I think that um, if you if you add a cover letter and especially you you customize it. Uh, for every single company that you apply to, I think that you will really, really uh, increase your chances. You see, if not, I think that uh, it's slightly more difficult if you're just gonna have like you know the same thing and you just blast out to every single company. What about uh, have you uh have you ever wrote your cover letter when you applying for a job, Ben? Yeah. So for my first my first job, right, I kind of made uh rookie mistake because. I when I sent out job applications, right, I didn't write any cover letter at all. So I just sent out my resume. Seriously? It's the same resume that I sent out to every company. Thinking back, right, looking back, I actually feel that I was quite fortunate to find a job at that point of time. <laughs> but uh, after that, my second job, right, I I learned I learned my mistake. So I only source out the jobs that I feel that I'm com- I'm confident in. And then for every job, right, I actually spent about an hour to write the cover letter and wow. editing the resume so for that one I had a much better response rate so maybe 5 out of 10 or 6 out of 10 they actually responded whether or not they give me an interview is a different thing of course because there's a short listing process and everything yes, yes. but yeah so I customized it uh, according to the job I, I answered like certain questions certain requirements uh, on the job description so I think a lot of 
the hiring managers, right, when they see whether is it the boss or yeah, the HR manager, right, they actually, I think they, they appreciate it and it probably stood out, stood out to them. That's why yeah, yeah. they responded, yeah. Especially if you, like, you write uh, individually to, like, every single uh, company, right, I think that would really, really uh, stand out because I think the truth of the matter is that, like, when you just send a typical, like, you know, template just forward to every single company, they will know. Yeah, you know, it's, it's 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 not it's not hard to really tell. Like, okay, like this guy obviously just blasted, you know, all the uh th- th- this uh cover letter to every other companies you see. So, uh, it's not it's not it's not not too difficult to find uh to figure it out. And I when I, when I say this right, when I say writing uh writing uh you know personally to uh each era uh each company and everything, I think one thing that you really have to take into consideration also uh is is very technical and a bit of a captain obvious uh, statement. Is that you really have to watch out for your grandma as well as uh you know spelling errors and everything, mm. because uh like even even not not just cover letter but like for the resume as well as like whatever email that you may be sending to uh the hiring manager or the, the boss right like uh all these things matter if you cannot uh construct very very complicated sentences. Easy sentences are still okay, you know, rather than like, you know, forcing a way to create like uh, a sophisticated sentence, but you end up making a fool out of yourself. Yeah. And I, I think just, just to add one, just to add one last point before I jump to the next one, right? Yeah. I think just, just the, the fun paragraph, right? Is enough to create a good, good impression already. So if your fun paragraph, right, you're actually sent, let, let's say, for example, you're applying for a marketing role. It's just marketing executive, maybe for example. Yep. And then if you mention in your first, in your first, your in your first paragraph, right, that uh, I'm writing to apply for marketing executive at ABC company. Instead of this is my uh, I attached my resume, blah blah blah, and then I I've experienced whatever. Instead of doing that, right, I think answering certain kinds of uh key requirements, like for example, if the marketing exec has to have certain digital knowledge on, let's say, Facebook advertising. Then you have to mention that in the you have to address that in your cover letter because then you know the hiring manager will be eh, this is actually someone who read the job description because believe it or not right there are maybe ninety percent of the job applicants out there right they just what what you call carpet bombing you know they just yeah 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 just send to like hundreds of hoping that one of them will get back to them mm-hmm. exactly yeah. yeah um I think that, 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 that of course that is pretty important. Uh, but you see, like I, I think that you also have to be like really, really, really because let's say let's assume let's assume that you know all the all of this goes uh, goes very well for you, great. But like uh, the one the next thing that entails after you send this resume and cover letter and all, right, there are there are, there are certain employers, there are certain employers, mm. mind you, that uh they conduct and they immediately call you like it's like a surprise call and then uh you know they begin the interview immediately. So I think that like upon after you send uh your resumes and cover letters, like don't be surprised if like certain employers they don't even tell they don't, they don't even tell you ahead of time. Uh I know that certain employers uh they uh they will just say, Okay, they after the interview after oh, sorry, after they see you already, then they will just call you once or text you or email you and say that hey, we will schedule a phone interview, if any. Uh but I think that what caught most people off guard is definitely like a surprise call and then immediately, you know, the interview begins. Mm. Uh, what, uh, do you have any experience in this matter? Yeah, in fact, I think a few, I vaguely remember a few, uh, but, but my current my current place of employment definitely, I think one random evening, the boss just called me and then asked if this is a good time to speak. 
Yeah, so and then, I mean, of course, that wasn't a formal interview, but it's kind of like a surprise and... Uh, it's, a, yeah, it's also a screening process. Also, yeah, uh, correct. Yeah, trying to shortlist, like, you know, let's say they have like 200 applicants, they're not going to call 200 applicants to like, you know, yeah. like, come, come to the office to interview one by one. It takes a lot of time. So, mm. of course, uh, I think most of them, they will, uh, let's say if there's a lot of people applying for the job, they will just call you first to like, you know, have like a brief talk or even a brief interview. So, so like, uh, tell us a bit more about your experience with the uh, surprise phone call. So, he immediately asked me about uh, certain parts of the job, mm. uh, the, the job that he, he actually put out on the job, the job listing directory site. Mm-hmm. So, he wanted to test whether I've read the job description, whether oh. am I just sending out random <laughs> to Yeah, just blast me. As you say, couple bonding. <laughs> yeah, and whether whether I know what I'm actually writing, uh, because we know whatever you write, right, it can be written by someone else. But yeah. then over the phone, right, of course, no. You cannot yeah. you cannot possibly fake it really, right? Yeah, you can't fake it anymore. Yes. Yeah, you have to answer on your feet. And yeah, so so that, that, that was, I, I would say, right, what, what, one, one most important tip, right, is to ask certain kind of questions. Let's say, the, the the hiring manager right ask you maybe three four questions and it's, then they mention that okay uh I want, we, we 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 want you to come down for a more formal interview and everything but usually they won't ask you if you have any other questions so you can yeah you can stop you can stop the hiring manager once 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 he or she is done and tell and ask certain questions so I think one very important question is to ask about the attire so you wouldn't want to go to a warehouse right wearing formal. Right. I mean, <laughs> that doesn't make sense, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, cause and yeah, or even a cafe, cafe in like you know, like office. Mm. <laughs> All right. So and certain kinds of other things, lah. So certain certain companies, right? They have special requirements, like they want your uh a photocopy of your IC and everything. But usually they don't need it. You just need to show it to them to okay. show that you are actually a person, ah, and you are actually a local. Or, <laughs> Or someone with a valid pass to apply for a job, so these kind of things are important to ask. I think that um, it's really really important actually to be honest, uh, for you to ask a question because it it shows that you care and mm-hmm. that like uh, yeah, a lot of times whenever like you know we interview someone like you know they say oh like okay then we will contact you soon and that kind of thing, but like you know uh, a lot of times people just don't ask any question. So uh, I think that uh, one thing for sure before you send out, which is why like, you know, one thing for sure before you send out your resume and everything, uh, you really have to know like, you know, all the companies that you're applying for. So at least like, you know, you can ask something that's more like, you know, that's more co- uh, connected to the company, something that's more related to the company rather than like just a random question. So hence, I think like uh, going back to your original point of carpet bombing, then yeah, I think that like, you know, this is something that uh, most, pe- most people are just doing and like, you know, praying that someone will just interview them. But even if someone interview them, uh, as you also said, like uh, we, you shouldn't uh, try to like fake it because like a phone call, and immediately we will know. We will know that you were you like just blasting out emails, uh, yeah. or you blasting out resumes, and were you, and like did somebody else wrote your resume? I had one experience where like there's this one 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 lady who who resume perfect, like written in like English that even I find it difficult to understand. You see, I was like, oh wow, okay, like, yeah. <sighs> this lady has like a very good command of her, her language. And then when I call her, like she cannot hold a conversation properly. Uh, properly, you see. So I, I'm not sure. It's not a copywriting job, uh, per se. 
it's like you know something else so therefore i was like okay like i'm not sure if it's anxiety or like you just got someone else to wrote uh, to write your like you know your resume so i think uh yes uh i agree with you that the, the point where like you know you can uh, you can get someone else to write an e uh your resume and everything but like when a phone call you have to uh, be always be ready for it uh if let's say like um uh just just another another thing that i like to point out for like mm-hmm. Phone calls that uh, I think that you should always you you, you should start practicing before you even uh, send out the emails and everything. Start practicing like talking to you know uh, someone over the phone and everything. I think that uh, from time to time, some people may find like talk uh, the interview over the phone versus the physical interview right is a little bit more daunting. So I think that uh, it's because especially when it, it catches you off guard, unlike like unlike a physical interview where like you know. Uh, you you can you can prepare yourself before you even enter the room. So yeah, yeah. So uh, speaking of like physical in uh, physical interview, right? Uh, Vince, why not you share a few uh, a bit of your experience uh, in regards to preparation for the physical interview? So this might sound a bit weird, but I strongly believe right that you shouldn't eat anything spicy or drink anything that you you remotely might actually affect your stomach or affect your health or affect your throat especially mm. because right you wouldn't want to go for the interview you know then you have diarrhea you you have you lost your voice or anything that is the last thing that you want because then it, it shows it shows the, the interviewer that hey this guy didn't realize that you know he's coming he or she is coming for an interview why he or she is not uh didn't didn't take care of his or her health. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not a deal breaker, definitely, but it's uh, it's an important first impression. Yeah, I mean, it's important because the thing is that like then it, it kind of tells the employee that you know you are not that good at taking care of yourself, and this translates to you know like you uh like the employee thinking maybe this person will just take will take more and see. You know, this person will underperform and yes, these kind yes, of things. Yes. And and to be honest, actually, all these things counts because. Uh, like you know, hi- uh, hiring is uh, for employee hiring is easy. Firing someone is difficult, so they would like to you know, really really be careful with your hiring process. So yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm not too sure about the spicy one <laughs> because <laughs> I love spicy food, but uh, yeah, I think that you just really have to watch like and be really careful with what you consume, and like of course don't overeat and like you know like if before you go for the interview maybe don't eat like chicken rice or something and then like you know you smell yeah, shit, right when you go for an interview <laughs> i have the kind of case before where like there was some food stuck on on the interviewee's uh, teeth and i was like oh my god totally grossed out already it's true and i, I guess another thing that we are uh, speaking of like you know this kind of first impression and like you know looks like you know food stuck on the teeth i think like uh, attire is one of the most important uh aspects to, uh, uh, to really really is the interview you see i think that not all companies um, um mine uh, i think i don't think all companies are one like a formal shirt or whatever but i think that it's a safe bet that you mm-hmm. wear something like that maybe ironing out nicely you know button properly and then you appear for the interview i think that like, I've, I've actually seen one where like you know he he's uh but the buttons were unbuttoned and like you know <laughs> It gives off the impression that you are a very lazy or you're just someone who don't really care. Yeah, 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 yeah sloppy, you know, all those kind of things. And it, it gives the employer the impression like, you know, if you can't even do, if you can't even settle this this uh, small responsibility of yours, right? Like, how, uh, why should I give you any responsibility, you know? You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. So I think that yeah, a tie is really important. Maybe not to the extent of a tie. Maybe not unless that like, you know you're applying for a really really like you know banking job or something. But mm. I think that like uh yeah, a tie is really really important. Yeah, and of course, I mean all all, all those that all all these that we mentioned right as uh the nitty gritty kind of stuff that actually kind of contribute to the overall performance of the interviewer. I mean all these things count. Of course, those are not like deal breakers. But uh yeah, I think one thing that you can also consider, right, is you have a list of questions, right, for your interviewer. So of course you listen to what your interviewer has to say first. And then uh you know you 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 get rid of those questions. When the time comes then you can ask ask the interviewer. Yeah, I think that that's like uh a set of questions that that's definitely mm. gonna appear no matter which interview you go to. So uh get ready, like you uh, get ready to uh, answer these kind of questions and of course, I think that uh, get really, really good sleep because uh, when you know you're sleep deprived or whatever, right? Like anxiety kicks in even like you know even faster. You know? So I think that uh, there are certain questions that there's definitely you know, you're not gonna be prepared for. There are some employers who are who prepare like really, really tough questions for you to answer. So when it comes to these kind of questions, you really have to have your mind you know completely ready for it. And I think that being sleep deprived does not help. Uh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, yeah. Let's just say that, like you know, hey, you know, you do make it to the physical interview already, and all. Uh, so there are a few things that uh, that I think employers will really, really uh, look out for. So of course, one is punctuality. Um, mm. I'm not sure about Singapore because I think Singapore has a very, very efficient. Uh, Public transportation, uh, whereas very uh, most people uh, commute using cars, uh, in Malaysia, so I think that like it doesn't matter. To be honest, the employers don't really take excuses. Like if you're if you're not if you're not punctual and all, uh, it sends off a very very strong message as to like you know for for something that's so important and you can't make it on time, you know. What if there's like you know a meeting in the future? What if there's like a press conference in the future? What if there is like anything that requires you to be punctual? That means that you're not accountable, you see. And I think that punctuality is very important. Most people they try to reach fifteen to thirty minutes before the interview uh, timing. What about mm. you, Vance? I think I think there's a sweet spot, lah. You can't be too early, also. You can't be like if the if if the the interview was scheduled to be two p.m. and then come at one. It doesn't make sense, lah. I mean, the you will give the interviewer pressure, mm. and it, it kind of give off the vibe that you know you have nothing, you have nothing else to do. So you just come here early, just to wait. I think so maybe I think, like you can like just chill, like you know, yeah, <laughs> somewhere and then be somewhere before else. you go out to the company. Yeah, I think fifteen minutes. Uh, that's what I heard, lah. Fifteen minutes is actually the sweet spot. So Mm-mm. anything earlier than that, uh, is not ideal. But of course. 15 minutes, even 5 minutes before is fine. Because mm. as long as you are early or on time, right, yeah. it, it really shows like your character already. So that's like, yep. that's like a very basic kind of thing. Yep. So, uh, like usually when uh, when you begin the interview and everything, uh, one thing I notice is that people usually do not uh, listen attentively, you see. Like, for example, let's say I say some, I say a lot of stuff. I say a lot of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I say A, B, C, D. Uh, let's, say, let's say I say A, B, C, D, E. And like the in the interview, you just go like you know blur and like you know only absorb A D E, you know. And uh, to me that goes to show like oh wow okay like you know you're not you weren't really 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 listened to, 
And I think that when you have your phone face up in an in interview, it's, it's very distracting. Don't so, put like, your phone on the table, yeah, right? I have, I've seen these kind of cases. I've seen a lot of cases like this. So I think that a lot of people don't uh, realize like, you know, this kind of thing. So uh, when, when, it's, like, when you have something that constantly distracts you, uh, you you're not, and you're not listening attentively, I think it will, def- it will more than likely to cost you the opportunity to work at the company that you apply for. La. Yeah, I think because, because when you apply for a job, right, of course the interviewer expects you to understand like, certain parts of the job requirements. So whenever he or she talks about it, right, you need to be able to answer or ask certain questions after that. And yes. then by, by also repeating like what the interviewer said, right, you kind of show him or her that you actually you were listening. That's one. Yes, yes. I think it's you understand what he or she is asking or saying about the job. Yeah, and apart from that, right, because after listening properly, right, let's say the questions that you get that you got ready during the preparation, some of the certain questions might already be un- answered through whatever the interviewer was saying. So then you only you can only ask, you only need to ask the questions, right, that... that it's not be highlighted. Yeah. yeah, correct. So that one, but I, I think that one is, is important to... To mention right that you should only ask the questions at the end. At yeah. the end of the like whatever the, the interview has said anything, whatever, then you ask the questions because then yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't waste time, you don't waste the, the interviewer time, that's one. Another thing is you also show that the that you should show the you also show the interviewer that you are actually you are actually listening attentively. Mm-hmm. Right, right, that's correct. I think yeah. that uh well one uh, one thing uh, to note is that um I think that you whenever let's say like you know uh employer does not uh, uh, poke about your weaknesses and everything. I think that uh, if you can, if you can and you have the opportunity to highlight your weaknesses, uh, I think you should, to be honest. Mm. Because uh, it goes to show that like, you know, you know uh, what your weaknesses are and there's something that you can improve on. The first yeah. step to, you know, the first step to solving any problem is to recognizing this one. So if you do not recognize that you have any weaknesses, not only does it show that either you are like, you know, you're really, really naive or, you know, you have a very big ego, but uh, it goes to show that you will not be improving, you know, anytime soon, you know, in regards to like, I'm, 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 when I talk about weakness, I'm not talking about just like in terms of work or anything, but it could be something that's more personal. And don't, 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 don't mention weaknesses like, oh, my weakness, uh, one of my weaknesses uh, I work too hard and I don't have any uh, work-life balance. Uh, no employer is going to accept that bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no one's going to accept the bullshit. When you say something like that, people are like, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm right. You know, like, no no, no one is going to take you very seriously from then on. I think, okay, before we move on to the next point, right, I think one thing that everyone should definitely demonstrate, right, during the interview, right, other than asking questions part, right, is to explain how you solved a tough problem either in in school, in an internship, or a previous part-time job or anything, so that the 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 interviewer knows right that you are a problem solver, yeah, and the, he or she can also understand the thought process right behind how you actually solve the problem. Yep, I, I think, think that's that, important. Yeah. yeah, I think that also like the, do not uh, leave out anything in regards to like you know uh, your other experiences or whatever interests that you may you, you may have. I think that um what most people are looking for right now is not just uh, results and everything. Uh, make sure you expand on the points that you have on your resume or your cover letter, and don't repeat too much of what you already wrote on the cover letter or the or the resume, because right for employees right they already read your uh the you already read your uh cover letter cover letter and resume. So I think that one thing is that 
you should expand and talk you know more uh, more in depth about certain certain things that you have achieved in uh, in your span of uh, your uh, uh, high school i think not just uh, not just to talk about your experience but also maybe something let's say your interests for example i think that if you can uh, tie you can, you can tie your interests uh, to uh, the company that you're applying for i think that it go uh, it will really really uh, entice the, the the employer to go like mm, okay like this this guy you know has what it takes of course uh, this is not the deal breaker as well but like i think it's something that goes that hey you know about our company because like i have people who come into the company and not know yeah. like you know anything about the company you see so like much, yeah yeah i i have i have asked like you know like so what do you know about our company and they go like oh you guys are the the carousel right i'm like yeah okay you know yeah. it, it, it's it's an instant fail it's an instant fail when you cannot ask this kind of you cannot answer this kind of question so I think that yeah. um yeah this is this is really 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 important. Make sure you do a bit of background check. You at least know what they are doing, you know, like and of course if you have if you know what they will be doing, that is a very huge plus. Uh, but uh that is uh, that, that is actually pretty rare among interviewees in my opinion. Yeah, I mean at least at least demonstrate that you know a bit about the company or even if you you're not sure, let's say you know something but it's it's not immediately clear enough. Then that's the question that you should ask also at the end. Like, yep, yep. So I think okay, we can move on to the next point. It's post interview. So I think a lot of a lot of job applicants, right? They wouldn't follow up. I, I mean, it's 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 not. Of course, doesn't mean you follow up then you get a job. But of yep, course, yep. if you follow up, right, it can actually speed up the process and also to show that you are keen to start working at the 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 company. Yeah, I think that a lot of uh, this uh, I'm not sure about Singapore, but. In Malaysia, still a lot of employers, right? Let's say if they do not, um, they're not interested in hiring you. They actually don't tell you. They actually don't tell you. Mm. So like, I think that if you follow up, uh, not only like yes, like as you said, you sh- you can show that you know you're really interested in the job, but you also will more more than likely to get an answer as to like you know the results of the interview. Maybe like you know you you're you're short you're really shortlisted, but like you know they are you know scheduling for another interview, you know. Um, or you know whatever so i think that yes exactly following up is very very important yeah so as you know like whether you get a job if you get a job then good if you don't get a job then it's okay yeah you can just move, move on. on yeah just move yeah. on yeah like when you, when you talk about moving on to be honest uh i think a lot of people like you know they, they as we go back to the point number one which is the dream job right yeah. so a lot of people go like oh like uh for example i have I, I friends who go like you know my, my my dream job is like events management so they really applied like one or two like events management company and like you know uh they didn't make the cut and then they go like oh then they start hunting again so i think that like um it's very important for you to continuously look uh look for jobs even if like you know let's say like uh uh the, the companies that you have interviewed already, you know, you're still with yeah, you're still waiting on them. So I think that like you should constantly look uh, look for interviews and whatnot. Yeah, because that doesn't mean let's say you you think you nailed the interview. You the 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 inter the interviewer actually told you that oh you're actually one of our top candidates. They they yeah, say they yeah, will yeah. get you back. I mean Yep, yep, yep. Exactly. This kind yeah, of stuff you, happens very often. You just want to open yourself up to more options, all right? Because you don't want to be in a case where you're actually waiting and you're actually at the mercy of the employer. Yeah. Not to say that you know you you want to be picky or choosy, but just continue 
so that I mean who knows you might actually find a better job yeah, something yeah. you like more yeah. and everything yeah that, that's that's the thing right like I think that a lot of people like they always uh they're so into oh this is my dream job I'll just apply for this like I, I, I will encourage you to really really like you know go out and explore and like mm. you know look for other jobs maybe even jobs that you know that doesn't sound like you know remotely close to what you have studied you know just go ahead and try you know of course especially when they say like you know uh a degree degree of any kind is one of their requirement or diploma of any kind you know let's say well uh you meet the requirement like just just go for it or even if you don't meet the requirement just go for it because i think that like you know ultimately when you keep your options open uh, there's a lot uh, you have a lot of uh, backup cases uh, and i've met a lot of people where like you know they have like they, they already went they already been shortlisted like 50, 100 times, but they still haven't found a job yet, you see. So if people if people take like 50, 100 tries to get a job, I think that, you know, apply, applying just for one or two jobs is it's just way too optimistic and naive. Yeah. Let, let's, say, let's say you don't get a job, right? You still need to remain positive. Yep. So you still need to continue, which brings us to the, to the last point. If you do get a job, so preparing for work commencement. I think that... um. Long story short, one of the things that uh, the fresh graduates really, really need to do is that they need to uh, familiarize with uh, everything that uh, that is the uh, how to put this. Let's say if the company, let's say you're an accountant, right? I think that you need to be familiar. You need to familiarize with all the software, all the accounting software that they have, and everything. So I think that uh, you really, really have to catch on really, really quickly. And like, you know, don't hesitate to ask questions, uh, you know, ask, ask the senior questions and everything so that you can really familiarize as soon as possible. I think that one thing you also need to ask also is like, you know, you can uh, actually uh, ask about what's the attire uh, for the company. Because not all companies uh, are all, you know, like all formal suits and everything. Like there's, there are quite a number of startups right now that, uh, you know, just encourage like, you know, just uh, smart casual, you see. So I uh you to not make yourself uh to make to not make yourself look like a fool you know uh, you should really really ask about attire. It's not there's nothing embarrassing about asking about attire. It, it also helps you fit into the company's culture, which is something that we will cover in the next few episodes. And last but not least, uh you have to be ready mentally in terms of your lifestyle because your lifestyle is gonna mm. change. It's not gonna be you know university anymore you see and like you know university is really really just the tip of the iceberg like you know you, you're about to find out you know a whole new different lifestyle the moment when you start your work yeah just just on a, just just to touch just to expand on the points right about software and tools right i think other than accountants right any other job nowadays right whether is it a retail job warehouse job or anything right there are certain kinds of tools that you that you use on a daily basis to perform your duties. So yes. those kind of things, right, you have to read up. So it can it can even be like a forklift. Let's say if you're working in a warehouse, you still need to understand how to use a forklift or at least, you know, I don't know, read up on certain, certain, certain uh, manuals on the website, on, on online or look at YouTube videos or, or something. And if it's a digital office, I mean, it's an, if it's an office job, right, all the more you should familiarize yeah. yourself with the software and tools. Yeah, I think that right now a lot of those tools and everything, they all have free trials anyway. So uh to get to give yourself a head start, I think you can just keep trying. For example, like even like HR managers, they have their HR, you know, management system, you know, inventory system and whatnot. So I think that uh, you know, this is something that you can really, really that that, uh, that helps you propel yourself uh, to greater heights and also uh, allow you to stand out among all the other fresh graduates that have uh, passed the interview. Lah. So yeah. 
Um, without further ado, uh, do we have any other points uh, to add, uh, uh, Fence, before we wrap up? I think that's all. If you like this, of course, please share it with your friends. And we all hope that you know our listeners, whether you're a fresh graduate or someone looking for another job, to like like hopefully this can help you because I I, I I've seen other people right who have been in their second, third, or fourth job right. They don't even know how to write a proper resume. They don't even yeah. know what to what to do at the interview. They don't even know how to you know uh write a proper cover letter to impress HR managers. Yeah, yeah. I think that uh ultimately you have to really, really remain very, very positive, right? Like yeah. when you it, like the employer can see everything. Like the moment when you come and they step into the interview room, right? And like you know, you don't you you're not a very positive person. You're a very negative person, pessimistic. You know, everything's like uh, I guess maybe you know all these kind of like non productive words. You have to eliminate it completely. And you really have to be very positive. If you're very positive, not only you know it gives off a good impression, you make the uh, the inter- interview process a lot a lot less tedious for the employer, mm, which yeah. you know ups your chances. You see, yeah. And you know, uh, if you keep your head up, you can constantly you can keep trying even if you fail to find a job. Just keep trying, and sooner or later you will land you will land a job without a yeah. problem. Learn from learn from the failures. I mean, yes. I'm pretty sure there's that there are certain lessons to be learned. Uh. So I think with that. That's it for this episode. Be sure to tune in for the next episode. You can find more episodes of this podcast at thecelerylife.com or subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Overcast, or any other podcast app you use to listen to podcasts. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Thank you. If let's say you you don't get the job, oh sorry sorry. Okay, uh, can right. I talk now?